Welcome back to the Corona Cup Battle of the Bands. Today is April 22nd. It is a Wednesday. Is that right? Wednesday, yeah. Um, and it is day 30 of lockdown here in Kansas City, which means initially <laughs> we were supposed to be free tomorrow. That's not happening. We're still locked down until the 15th of May. Um, so anyway, here we are. Um, on the call today is Emma Ross and Leanne Cash. It's just three of us. And our albums today, we have the uh, debut album from Heart, that is Dreamboat Annie from 1976, taking on the probably the most well-regarded album in the catalog of Neil Young, that is Harvest from 1972. Uh, opening thoughts from the two of you on these albums. Uh, what I'm going to vote for is not what I thought I was going to vote for. Interesting. Um, Leanne, have you any opening thoughts? Um, both albums had really good highs and some bad lows on both of them. Well, I'll, we'll see about that. Um, let's start with Dreamboat Annie. Um, Emma, go ahead. Um, honestly, I was not crazy, crazy impressed with it overall. I love Magic Man and I love Crazy on You. Um, this is another album that I feel kind of abuses the reprise because, I mean, Dreamboat Annie, Fantasy Child is not very long, um, obviously, but I wasn't crazy about it then. It was fine. It mm -hmm. was fine, but it was no more than fine. Uh, by the third time I heard it, I was sick to death of it. Um, and I do like, I did like it originally, just the title, because, I mean, yeah, with the whole extended metaphor for, between a woman and a ship, but, um, or a boat, whatever. But I liked that they were calling a woman a dreamboat, because usually that's uh, reserved for men. So like, oh, he's a dreamboat. So I kind of did like that, but that doesn't mean the song was any less irritating. Um, the rest of them, I just was kind of, other than Magic Man and Crazy on You, the two I said that I liked, the hits, obviously. Um, I just wasn't really impressed overly by anything uh soul of the sea was pretty forgettable i thought white lightning and wine was fine um but it wasn't any more than fine uh i'll be your song was schmaltzy mm -hmm. and so was how deep it goes but they were probably the other two that i liked the best and yeah. i didn't love them i just liked them the best out of anything besides the hits um me i fully admit how schmaltzy they are and Sing Child I wasn't super into. Um, so yeah, I I do like Heart a lot. Um, obviously not all my favorite songs from Heart were on here. I do kind of like their later stuff. Um, when they like got irritatingly well, 80s. When they became just an obnoxious... Their later stuff is irritatingly 80s? Yes, their later work is obnoxiously 80s. I'm having trouble thinking of any besides What About Love and Alone. Um, what well, About Love is overplayed more, I think. I don't like that one as much. Is that not but enough like to prove better. me right? Well, since I can only think of the two. Um, and yeah, then, that's fine. And uh, then Barracuda, which is their other, like, older rock and roll song, I think, that's not on here. Yeah, that's off um, Little Queen, like which is, I think, the follow-up to this. Um, yeah. The follow up to this? I believe so. It's okay. the album Little Queen. I think it's it's after this one. Um Okay. Any But in any case Yeah. I I like 
I like their hits. I'm finding that I don't really like a lot else because to me this was, I know this is from the 70s, it was just very irritatingly kind of, not monotone, but it just all sounded relatively alike just in kind of the style and I don't know, her, which one sings, is it, is it Anne or Nancy that sings? Anne is the singer, Nancy plays acoustic guitar. Anne has a beautiful voice when it's used right. Um, otherwise, it ranges from just generic to really, really irritating. I yeah, feel like. I just think you and I have so, different ideas of what that is. Maybe. But, I mean, again, there are some songs on here that I do like. I just didn't like as much as I was expecting to. So that's my whole thing for this. Fair enough. Um, Leanne... Thoughts on heart? Uh, pretty much the same as Emma. I do like her voice, but it's a very generic soprano voice. Mm-hmm. Um, the second Dreamboat Annie um, gave me ABBA, but with a banjo vibes for some reason. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I can see that, I suppose. Um, the acoustic guitar throughout the album is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really nothing that overly stuck out to me. Like most of what I could say, Emma's already said, and it'd just be reiterating my agreement. Um, well, the hits here are Magic Man and Crazy on You. That's what everybody knows. Did either of those stand out to you, Leanne? I liked Magic Man. I thought that was kind of cool. The I, bongos in it were kind of amusing with the acoustic, with the guitar. Um, what about the the awesome opening of Crazy on You with the acoustic, the really high energy acoustic that bleeds right into the electric? Um, I thought that was pretty cool because it was a really clean transition from Dreamboat into it. I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Um, the um. Editing and Soul of the Sea, I thought was really cool how they added the ocean noise transitions into it. Yeah. And just adding the um, violin, like the classical sounding violin, and alongside with the ocean noise was pretty unique. Right, right. But nothing among the actual lyrics of the songs or the instrumentals really stuck out to me strongly outside of the acoustic guitar. Fair enough. Um, any more thoughts or ready to move on? I don't really have much. I wasn't real impressed by the album. <laughs> All right. Um, so, y'all are breaking my heart here. Um, I love this album, man. <laughs> I fucking love this album. Um, so, Magic Man is good. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite heart song but it is good um there's nothing wrong with it for sure dreamboat annie fantasy child is pretty and then i love that it goes straight into the introduction of crazy on you which is my favorite heart song hands down i i i'm tired of barracuda the way i am about a lot of those type of songs and i think that crazy on you excels and i think it does a better job of showcasing nancy wilson than Barracuda does for sure. Yeah, he does. Um, and that's the best part of this album, I would say. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, I think I think it is uh, very strong. Um, Soul of the Sea is pretty now, uh, and then Dreamboat Annie Part Two is also good. I let me ask you, Emma, um, because you're the one that seems okay. to have a position on this. How much reprise are you willing to tolerate? Because it seems to me the only time that you have uh, let slide the idea of a reprise is Sergeant Pepper's, and that's because uh, to do otherwise would be blasphemy. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely do like the Sergeant Pepper's one. Um, I think it depends on how it's done and how much I like the song to begin with. Because with six, I guess... I guess I kind of contradict myself for Paradise Theater because I do love the, the Best of Times, which is like the actual song that they used kind of as a sample for the beginning and the end of the album. I just, for that one, I didn't feel like it needed more. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, you know, just just keep it for the Best of Times. That's what it's good in. That's a good, great song. I would say great song on its own. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, but like... With Search and Pepper, I like the original song enough that I'm happy to hear it again. And also, like, there's a theme to it. There's a purpose because it's a concert. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, opening and closing the concert. This one, like I said, I didn't like Dreamboat Annie that much to begin with. And when I, when I already don't like the song, if I have to hear it twice more, at that point, I'm just like, Jesus, fuck, stop it. Like, so I think, I think it depends less on, like, is it a reprise and more like, did I like the song to begin with? Do I want to hear it once more, twice more? It's, it's more that, I think. Yeah, I will say that I think um, Paradise Theater and Sgt. Pepper's get away with it better than Heart does here because those are both concept albums. I would agree with that. Albums. I didn't even think it was that great on Paradise Theater. They're both concept albums to an extent. This isn't. There's not really a reason for multiple reprises of that song. Um, I will say this, no, I say that, I, I'll say that two of them is fine, three is too much in this case. Um, White yeah. Lightning and Wine on side two. So White Lightning and Wine I like because it's got a, um, both it and Sing Child Sing have that like sassy guitar work that kind of punctuates the song. I like both of them a lot. Um, and then Love Me Like Music or whatever that's called is fine i think it's pretty in a sense and it fits in with some of the other stuff here but it's it is tacky and silly and cliche as hell um how deep it goes is fine i think probably one of the most forgettable songs on the album and then the reprise of dreamboat annie like i said i could take or leave that being said i love this album uh, and not quite, I can't totally put my finger on it. I think there's just some like overarching, uh, synchronicity to it that I, I really enjoy. Um, and also I, I have this distinct memory. See, I, I've talked about a couple of bands that I kind of grew up listening to that aren't maybe my favorites now, but still have a place in my heart because I, I grew up on their, their music, um, like, like ACDC, we talked about that. Um, Heart as well, for an interesting reason. Emma, I think you may get a kick out of this. Um, yeah. When I was like five years old, I remember this like it was yesterday. It's one, it, oddly enough, one of the few super clear memories I have of my early childhood. I was like five years old, and I heard this. I, I heard a Heart song. 
I'm not completely certain which one it was, but I'm pretty sure it was crazy on you. Um, and I mm-hmm. remember hearing that song and realizing, literally as a five-year-old, realizing for the first time that women could sing rock music. Like, my, my five-year-old mind legitimately thought that there was just a prohibition against that. That, that because, of, because of the ways, you know, I mean, and I think it's an easy thing for a child to, to come upon if, if you listen to a lot of classic rock radio because the only women you hear on classic oh, rock radio are Hart, Stevie Nicks, and Janis Joplin. And that's it. Joan Jett. Yeah, okay, sure. Forgot about her. But but yeah, for the most part, there's what, four or five artists, and then that's kind of it. You and know? Pat Benatar. I could go without her. Um so yeah, like I said, um Heart was the first time I realized women could sing rock music. I'd heard women sing mm-hmm. other stuff. I just I didn't realize that they were allowed to sing rock and roll. So um that is again like i mean there that's an indictment on the music industry on one hand but on the other hand it is you you are what i you are really tempting me to launch into angry feminist theory rant right now and i don't think you want that but uh... <laughs> well i i think it i think there's a that's there's that's a valid thing to do i think it that story is an indictment on the music industry in a way, but it is, it's also, I mean, to me, I think it's also just a statement to the badassery that is Hart and, uh, and Nancy Wilson in particular. Um, yeah, that's, that's my spiel. Again, I love this album and I get like that. I just, I get a kick out of that story. Um, as, as one of mm-hmm. the, so yeah, I, I love Hart and that's part of why. Um, yeah, it, not to say the album doesn't have its flaws. Um, it certainly does, but I guess there are flaws that I am able to uh, cloud with my romanticism and and look past them. Um, let's shift gears here and look at Neil Young, uh, Harvest, his only album on the bracket. Also, this is only Hart's only album on the bracket. Um, so Neil Young here, mm-hmm. Harvest, um, this is early Neil Young when he was very folk, uh, oriented. Um, this album has contributions from Crosby, Stills, and Nash across it also, um, cause he worked with those guys a lot during this period. Um, they sing backing vocals a lot on it and stuff like that. And uh, Heart of Gold has backing vocals from two of Neil Young's fellow Hall of Famers, uh, James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt. Um, So, fairly star-studded album here. Um, And a lot of well-known Neil Young songs from his early folk days. Uh, Of course, if you listen to, like, late 80s Neil Young, he's almost grunge. Um, So, this is not that. This is folk Neil Young, for sure. Uh, Emma, give us your thoughts. So I, for a very long time, confused Neil Young with Neil Diamond. Um, That is understandable. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of the reason that up until now, I didn't think I liked Neil Young very much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, I, there are Neil Diamond songs that I love, but I didn't think I liked Neil Young very much. Um, the only song that I knew that I knew that was by him, uh, or that I knew that I knew was by him, was Old Man, yeah. and then also uh, Signs, too, right? I'm not confusing that. What was it? Sign, sign everywhere, sign. That's, That's Neil not Young, right? Neil Young, no. Um, that is originally right. that is originally by the Five Man Electrical Band, and it is most well known as a cover by Tesla. Um, has no connection okay, to Neil yeah, Young no at all. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But anyway, the only song I knew by him was Old Man. Yeah. Um, of course, I also knew Heart of Gold. I just don't think I knew that it was him before now. Um, he's got a lot of those. But this, yeah. Um, so that being said, this album impressed me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his. I loved the folkiness of it. I loved the lyrics for most of them. The um, out on the weekend was a good way to start it. Harvest was pretty. The one that I didn't really like was A Man Needs a Maid, just because it was strange. It wasn't really all that great. Musically, I didn't think, like, there was nothing about that that stuck out to me, and the lyrics were just very, very weird, Mm -hmm. Um, because I I tend to judge these guys who are more, you know, if if you present yourself a certain way, if you present yourself as, like, lyrics being a big thing of yours, then I'm going to judge your lyrics more harshly than I would say part. Yeah, 100%. Um, you you got to judge Dylan yeah. and Leonard Cohen and those guys by lyrics, and you'd be crazy to judge ACDC on their lyrics. Yeah, 100%. Right, exactly. So, so yeah. Um, Man Needs a Maid, nah. Throw it out. Um, Heart of Gold is great. Are You Ready for the Country is great. Old Man is still a tiny bit annoying. Like, it's, it's very good. Objectively, it is very good. I know it's very good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite do it for me for some reason, but it's still like I can acknowledge it's a very good song. Yeah. Um, There's a World and Alabama are both very good. Uh, the Needle and the Damage Done is the best, least preachy anti-drug PSA I think that I've ever heard. Um, it's up there so, for sure. So kudos for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kudos, kudos for that. And then Words... This, this is mildly funny. I was listening to this on Spotify, and I had autoplay turned on. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to words, I'm not quite sure if I only heard that song or if they started playing another Neil Young song after and I didn't notice because I only noticed that it was doing autoplay when it started playing a Kodachrome by Paul Simon. <laughs> so for all I know... I could have listened to two Neil Young songs in that span and not known. Yeah. But both of them, or one, or just this, whatever it was, I liked it. Um, I am having trouble, like, kind of remembering specific songs and picking them out, the ones I didn't know already. But I know that I just, I liked listening to it overall. I kind of just flowed through it, listening to it in a very pleasant way. Um and every time I, you know, looked up and started paying attention to the lyrics, I was impressed, with the exception of uh, Man Needs a Maid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I look more kindly on Neil Young after this. I also have more of a distinction between him and Diamond in my head now. So that's me. Uh, and that's about it for me. I do think you know more of his songs than you realize, most likely. Um, Rockin' in the Free World is a big one of his from his later, more rock period. 
Um, and then yeah. Cinnamon Girl um, is another big yeah, I one. Yeah, I've heard Cinnamon Girl because I think I think you and maybe another friend of ours have played uh, Cinnamon Girl for me before. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of his Didn't... like early hits from before this. Leanne, I'm interested to see what you think of this album. I don't like his voice. That was the first thing I noticed about this. I thought you were going to say that. He's very nasally. Yeah, sure. At times. Um... So the contrary to what Emma said, I thought the lyrics were really damn simple. It was just rhyming off of itself. Okay, um, out on the weekend I thought was cool. Um, the waltz, like I said before, I'm a big fan of waltz. So that was an interesting, um, addition. Um, Harpeth had a mandolin on it, which I thought was really interesting because you don't hear those a whole lot in music. Um, a man needs a maid when I initially started listening to it I thought um, they were referring to like a maid was like as the old term like as a girl mm-hmm. and as I listened to it he needs a literal maid um, right Heart of Gold um, it's very simple lyrics rhyming off itself pretty simplicity simplicity simplistically simplistically so sorry but alright um are you ready for the country? Um, candid, the candid beginning, I thought was pretty cool. Just like hearing them in the studio, sort of grooving around. I was like that. And the um, steel guitar was really interesting because I like steel guitar and the more, um, oh, how would I put that? The more penny sounding instruments in country. Um, old man, I thought was really cool. It had a cool stereo balance, like. You could hear certain instruments on one side and then other instruments on the other, and the vocals were just perfectly centered. I was the same with headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a world, I thought it was very theatrical. There's a couple on here that are like um, that. yeah. The flute with the kettle drum especially brought that through on that song. Uh, Neil and the Damage Done I thought was really well executed for the topic and I think it was probably one of the best ways to address it. Yeah. And, um, what I thought was neat because they had a stand-up piano with an electric guitar which is a strange combination that you don't hear often. Mm-hmm. But overall, I went back and I listened to the Eric Church version of Are You Ready for the Country and mm-hmm. I, like, his cover more than the original. Yeah, you would. Um, I also do, so I'm not going to sit here and harass you about that. Uh, what did you think of Alabama? Alabama, I could very easily see the influence of the song. Um, uh, what's the song that was based off of this Yeah, so so Alabama, Neil Young's song, along with his other song called Southern Man, were both kind of the impetus that bred Sweet Home Alabama um, by Leonard Skinner, which is an answer song to both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can very well share the influence that it has later on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But that's about all I got for this. Fair enough. Um, so I've always liked Neil Young, um, but I've never been a Neil Young fan exactly, a crazy fan of his. Um, but I do like a lot of his music. Um, his voice is definitely an acquired taste. Um, I think, uh, now Emma, I know you're just gonna yell about Billy Joel. I don't even want to hear it. But I know, in my experience, the the artists that are positioned as great lyricists, generally speaking, don't have the best voices in the world. Um, but he's a hell of a lot better than Dylan or Leonard Cohen is. Um, I'll take him over those two as singers any day of the week. Um, so Billy Joel's not hor- not great, but he's not horrible. I knew you were going to do this. I wasn't even going to bring this up. I don't know why I even thought about it. Just forget I said anything. <laughs> um, you picked your fight. I didn't pick a fight. I have nothing against Billy Joel, but it's not germane to I'm my not point. I'm just saying his voice is fine. I didn't say his voice I'm not was bad. With you. He does have not the best. I didn't say his voice was bad. I, I was I was saying that he is the <laughs> counterpoint to this argument about because I, I, I know as soon as I say well generally speaking great lyricists don't have great voices you're just gonna but Billy Joel Billy Joel oh my God you you left it out oh dear and you're just gonna have a actually have I wouldn't a freak have unless, out I uh, wouldn't have unless you if you hadn't brought it up and said you didn't want to hear it now I'm just well. Listen, listen, you get to rip me apart about Green Day tomorrow, so you, you can hold on to your 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 arguments. Um, do I now have permission to reveal a, to uh, review an album on my own podcast? Go for it. <laughs> I guess since you've already been an American idiot, you can. I'm going to cut that. Um, <laughs> hey! Artistic liberty. Um, so, let's see here. Um, I like Neil Young, like I said. Um, I like him. His voice is an acquired taste, that's for sure. Um, so, this album to me starts out slow as hell. So slow. The first two songs, and probably, honestly, the first three songs, I could not have given less of a shit about them if I tried. They didn't mean anything to me. They did not draw any amount of my attention. I was just completely... They they are not, not my thing. They didn't stick in my head at all. I couldn't tell you one from the next. Um... That being said, Heart of Gold is a classic. Um, kind of woke me up. It's uh, pleasant. It has a, a good, um, you know, it's very Neil Young. You listen to Neil Young, this is what you get, this is what you expect, this is what you asked for, and you get it. Um, and then uh, Are You Ready for the Country is um, interesting because it's been covered by a million different people. And generally speaking, they've all done a better job of it than Neil Young did. Um, Waylon Jennings has a very famous version of this. Obviously, it's it's been covered a lot by country artists because um, it is sort of a country song, and it 
at least lends itself well to country covers. Um, the other version that Leanne mentioned is a cover by Eric Church and Hank Williams Jr., which is about exactly like you'd think it would go. Um, but yeah, I think both of them uh, have outclassed Neil Young here on his own song. The original version is fine, but having heard it done by others, I don't think his version holds up. So I suppose, Emma, this is my version of In My Life, in a way, um, that we have bickered about endlessly. That the yeah, Neil Young's contributions to this song were the lyrics. His music doesn't do much for mm -hmm. me. Um, Old Man is good and pretty. I heard it on the radio on the way home from work today. Um, it's Again, like one of his most well-known. Uh, and yeah, very interesting. Um, and odd for something you hear on the radio as much as you do. It really doesn't seem to fit as much. Uh, but I like it. I think it's good and it's different. No, not really. <laughs> um, that being said, from this point on, this album is fucking incredible. Um, I feel like it, it's fucking what? incredible. I feel like it builds okay. from very mediocre in the beginning to outstanding in the end. There's a world I really liked. Um, the big noise on it is very pretty. Um, brings a lot of life in. Alabama is the first time on this album that Neil Young really does a rock song. But it's damn good. And... Uh, then we have The Needle and the Damage Done, which is more mellow, but again, excellent um, anti-drug song. Very well done. Um, I I will say there's a... It, 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 Emma, you mentioned like non-preachy drug songs. Um, I recommend The Pusher by Steppenwolf. Um, mm -hmm. That's probably one of my favorite anti-drug songs. Um, it's... It's a little more of a little weird, but I have a fondness for it. Um, <laughs> it's 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 sort of similar to this, the perspective of a recovered user talking about others. Um, Steppenwolf in particular, is, their song is about uh, how drug dealers behave. Um, Anyway, um, and then the words, or it's just words, rather. Words between the lines of age. Um, again, a rare rock song on this album. But um, the last four, and I'll extend that to Old Man. So the entirety of Side 2 is outstanding. Um, side 1 has one song on it that's good, and three or four that are mediocre. Side 2 is excellent. Um, yeah. Very good. Both very good. Um, so, uh, we'll vote. Um, Emma, go ahead. Well, as much as I love the Heart catalog overall, as much as I agree with you that they are badass and amazing and, you know, great, great, great examples of women in rock, and despite how much I love your childhood anecdote, because it was very sweet, <laughs> And very nice and made me happy. I cannot bring myself to vote for this specific album. I can't. I'm sorry. It's mm -hmm. just two, two really good songs do not a great album make. 
and I just have to say that overall, listening to Harvest Moon, I had a much better time. I wasn't really waiting for it to be over. I wasn't, I wasn't just sighing in annoyance from hit to hit, just waiting for it to get to the next big song. Like I could enjoy the interim time. So yeah, uh, my my sincere apologies to Heart because I really do love them, but I gotta go with Harvest Harvest on this one, not Harvest Moon. That's a different thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that if you didn't, but my my other thing. I, I think, um, well, I'll save it for my vote. Um, Leanne, give me yours. Um, I'm going to vote for Harvest mm-hmm. because I enjoyed it more overall despite his vocal quality. I felt like it it just appealed to me more than the Heart album. Then Heart seemed to sort of blend together after a while, and I only knew the hits off of it, as Emma said. So Harvest wins for me. Um, so here, I, they're both very good. Um, side two of Harvest is excellent. Side one to me pretty much sucks. Um, Heart of Gold is the only thing that saves side one of this album. And to me, like the highs are higher, the lows are lower here. Um, but I do think Dreamboat Annie is a solid album all the way through, and it gets my vote for that reason. Um, I I enjoy, on average, this album more than I do Harvest. Um, Harvest gets good, but by the time it gets good, it's already put me to sleep. Um, Dreamboat Annie, I'm with it all the way. Um, I will say this, Emma, it's, it's funny to me. Um... Every criticism you have of this album is virtually the exact same thing that I say about 80s Heart. That Fair enough. That two good songs does not make a good album, that it blends together, and that Ann Wilson's voice is irritating. All of those things I think passionately about their 80s output. Um, this, on the other Never. hand... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that this, to me, is where they shine. I know they're very different. They changed a lot in that time. They had, like, three big albums in the 70s, fell apart, and then came back. And after they recovered in the 80s, they were markedly different. And I think we just have different stylistic preferences of the same band's catalog. And it's really funny to me that we're having this conversation about Hart and not about Neil Young, who made an even more drastic genre shift uh, than Hart yeah. did. Um, well, I will say this. I have never listened to a full Hart album from the 80s either, so for all I know, I could also kind of only like the hits from that era mm-hmm. as well. I just, I think I know just a few more songs from their 80s era than their 70s era, and thus, like, the balance is a little bit higher for them, for me, for the 80s. Yeah, again, I just, it's it's interesting to me that this is how this went. Um, But yeah, so Harvest, Neil Young moves on um, two to one over Dreamboat Annie. Um, This is apropos of nothing. I'm just sitting here looking at the two album covers, and I'm noticing that they both have almost the same font, and I love it. Um, they do. Anyway, um, yeah. So, um, Harvest moves on. Uh, Heart is eliminated from the bracket. This is the only Neil Young album, Harvest, moving on to the second round. 
so here we have an interesting position um, because tomorrow's show is um, it's it's Green Day's American Idiot against Elvis's album from 1956 called Elvis, um, and I feel like this show, today's show, is in an unfortunate position because <laughs> I would bet any amount of money that tomorrow Emma and Leanne are going to railroad me and then railroad this e- either of these in the second round. In this case, now we know it's Neil Young. Um, but yeah, I feel like both of you here, if you're looking down the line or realizing that it's just uh, picking an album to <laughs> sacrifice to the altar of Billy Joe Armstrong. Um, <laughs> so, um, I patently refuse to go on the air tomorrow with just the two of you. Um, so if there is anything I can do to ju- to get more people on here, I'm going to, because tomorrow is going to be fucking brutal for me if I don't. Um, <laughs> Try to defend your precious little Elvis. I'll be honest with you. Um, this album is going to be hard to defend, but um, nevertheless, I, I will valiantly try. Um, thank you all for joining me today. Um, if you listen to this podcast and you're more interested in hearing us yell at each other than you are at, at, uh, musical critique, then I hope this episode served you well. And I promise you tomorrow's will. Um, (laughs) thanks again to Emma and Leanne and we'll be back tomorrow. Rock on my friends.